Chandler from Ohio. How you guys doing this morning? What's up, Chandler? Get it off your chest. And uh, DJ Envy and Charlamagne, I'm going to need you guys to do Miss G a favor and uh, get her a copy of The Lion King. How have you not seen The Lion King all your life? Like, I, I, I apologize, but I'm like, what did your parents do? You didn't go to Disney and you haven't seen Lion King? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't even think, I'm going to be honest. I don't even think my parents have seen The Lion King. It's a great movie. So what I'm going to need you guys to do for her is get her a copy for Christmas and you watch with your parents Lion King because you have to see The Lion King. You have to see it. Like, you it, have it, to. It's actually like the story of black people in America if you really pay attention to it. But you can go see the play. You need the play. You can see the play. You think the play? Don't start with the play. Don't start with the play. Yeah, stick to the cartoon. Don't stick. Don't be confused. Yes. Okay, maybe Is there right. a part two? No, the no. part two. There's the Lion King part, part two. two. But it don't matter. You don't need that. Please get it for it. Please. Now, hold on. Did you see part? Did you see part two? Uh, it was trash. The yeah. Lion King Part 2 is like Belly Part 2. You I didn't see Part 2. I'm going to start with Part 2. I seen Part 1 and then I seen the play. I took the kids to see the play. Hello, who's this? Yo, hold up, yo. This is Mo. Yo, I need y'all help. Yo, boy. What happened? It sounded like you stuck. Listen, listen, two weeks ago, I was shooting some videos on a Friday night. I came back out to Yonkers. It was like 3 in the morning. I ended up falling asleep at the light. I woke up to somebody banging on my window. Woke me up. I was like, yo, yo, you drunk, you drunk. Tell him, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not drunk. I'm literally tired. Homie called the cops on me. Wow. Waiting for the cops to get there. Cops pulled up. Homie stole on me and was holding the door so I couldn't get out until the cops came out. Like, what? I need y'all, listen, I need y'all to put it out there. Whoever the dude is, I don't know, he's from Yonkers. Tell him meet me by Getty Square at 3 o'clock today. We just He's not going to meet you there. He's probably there. drunk right now, so he's definitely not going to meet you there. Damn, man. That's I got, crazy. I'm going to find him. I told him. Anytime I see him, I'm going to with him, man. You don't know what he looks, looks like. Is it, is it a crime to be no, drunk and sleep in your car? Thank you, bro. I think it is a crime to be drunk in your car. I don't know. I'm just asking. No, I think so. Hello, who's this? This is Taylor from Georgia. Hey, Taylor. Get it off your chest, mama. Um, I just wanted to tell anybody who's going through something right now, because I'm going through a lot, just hang in there. Everything is going to be okay. When you wake up every morning, thank God for another day. Time gets tough, but just hang in there, because gonna be right. Nah, uh, you're right, though. I tell people that all the time. Trouble don't last always. I what? love your positive attitude. Absolutely. I, You know what? It's I've been depressed, but finally I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I just keep doing the right thing and the, the right things are gonna come to me. And that is a fact. And the, and the best thing to think is that the world's gonna keep turning whether you angry or depressed or not. <laughs> exactly. And you guys, I listen to you guys every morning on my way to work. You guys pump me up every morning. I love you guys. I'm shaking because I'm talking to you. Well, thank you for having no taste, baby. Well, we love you, too. We love those great inspirational words you gave us this morning. Have a great morning. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. 
Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Marcus, man. How everybody doing? Marcus. Did I do it right? Marcus. I get it. Anyway. What was that? <laughs> That's from Boomerang. Oh. What's up, bro? <laughs> no, what was going Why on? You mad? Man, I just, I'm mad at myself because I was planning on, you know what I'm saying, possibly buying a new car this weekend. And I was like, you know what? I know my credit ain't the best. But let me check it out so that way I could possibly have a Stratus for this weekend. So I go and check it out, and my credit is shit. Shot. What's your credit? Shot, shot. Just tell, it, tell us what it is. I'm talking about like a 440. Oh, yeah, shot. Oh, yeah, so bad. basically, you, right. two, you two points higher than Jay-Z's 444 album, which is ironic because he told y'all to get your credit up on 444. Damn. Exactly. Like, yeah. but so what's what's on your report that's so bad? Like uh, it's, just, it's, it's just student loans. Student loans, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty frugal with my money in terms of, like, not having uh, Paying your uh, outstanding bills. bills and stuff like that. <laughs> no, nah, not even that. It's just more so I'm just trying to, like, I, I grew up poor, so I don't want to spend my money if I don't necessarily have to. Well, but got, I'm at the well, point now. Pay your, your well, exactly. Loans. But I'm at the age now, I'm 25, so I'm at the age now where things are becoming more important, like buying a car, buying a house, and setting myself up that way. So you ain't going to uh, buy no house without, with that type of credit score? You gotta get nah, it. nah. I got to get it. I got to get it together. So that's what this is all about. I'm blessed. I'm blessed as well because I'm in the position now to where I have a good job to where I can get myself in order. You got to look at it. You got to look at it like your credit score right now has a curable STD. All right? It's not herpes. It's not HIV, meaning that, you know, there's no cure for it. You can cure this, sir. This is simplest or chlamydia right here. This is this is doable. There you, you go. Done. You can get it done. You can you can clean this one up, sir. I'm t- it's the bright side to everything, brother. That's what I'm talking about right now. All right, let's Still. get it fixed. And if you need help, I got a person for you. She works very, very well. Okay. Jeannie Kelly is her name. She will help you out. Believe me. Google is your friend, sir. Jeannie Kelly. How you spell Jeannie? G-E-A... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, J-E-A-N-N-E <laughs> Kelly. K-E-L-L-Y. Go get that chlamydia you call a credit score cured. That's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. Pippin, let's do it. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Good morning, G. What's up? Fuck this What's up? Oh, we ain't heard from you in a while. Man. You ain't been consistent, man. You ain't a consistent sucker like you used to be. Oh, man, I've been working real hard, man. But I'm calling today because I feel blessed. Oh, yeah, Angela Gee, you've been looking real good lately, baby. I don't know what it is. Doing. All right. But, but I feel so blessed because every time I see a picture of DJ Envy and Charlamagne, I just feel blessed knowing that I still have a great hairline because you guys' hair is awful. Hey. Hey, you know what? This is the first time you ever caught up here, and you were absolutely correct, But sir. you know what? He did okay. the hair joke before. You got to do something better. You need some new material. I, but he's, he's absolutely correct with this one, sir. You win, I, and I you win this morning. I, I do have hair. I don't have see. no hair. I keep a baldy on purpose because when I when I don't have a baldy, my I look like Robocop when he takes his mask off. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset or you need to vent, call us right now. Or maybe you feel blessed. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. He's signed to Rock Nation. Jay Z is the EP of this album. He's from Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, Vic Mensa. Vic Mensa. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on the album. Thank you. I cannot lie, Vic. You have not let me down yet, man. I listened to the autobiography this morning. Very dope album. Thank you, man. Like, really, really, really good. Thank you, man. Jay Z called you a once in a lifetime artist. That's a lot of pressure. So how did you how did you take that? Well, you know, I, I, I've been studying Hove the same way I've been studying Nas and studying Kanye far before I ever met these people. Mm-hmm. So uh, to have that that support and that validation from uh, from Hove is like is really inspiring to me. 
but it doesn't feel so much like pressure because that's the cloth of of music that I was always intending to be a part of. You can tell. So how did you get so close to Jay-Z? Why did he EP this project? Hove has just been somebody that has helped me to grow as a man. And that's one of those relationships where I feel like I knew him before I met him mm -hmm. just because the I've music. been so in-depth with yeah. the music. And, and that's that's what that's what rap is, I feel, at its, at its best. It's like you may really know a person, even though Pac and Biggie passed, mm -hmm. I feel as if in a certain way, in a certain sense, I know those men. And that's the same way that I, I knew Hov before meeting him. He's really that person that he is on record. And I know I learned a lot from him growing up just about the world, you know. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't know that you were six years old in first grade until he said he got most sixes in first, first grade. grade right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that never occurred to me. Right. So then uh you know, working with him, he he's imparting this wisdom on me just man to man right. and not just through lyrics. It's the same way as learning things from him musically. And he right. told you to pull a bar, right? Because it said you you dissed some rapper on mm -hmm. OMG. Which is yeah. a very tough tune, very Wu Tang instrumental. Like Thank to you, me. man. And he told you to pull the bar. Yeah, he just told me that what you're doing won't won't work out in your favor uh, if you know that if you know in your heart it's not right. The universe only works one way, and I didn't want to change my lyric. You know, I don't think that I've ever changed a lyric that anybody told me to change. I, I'm pretty stubborn in that way, just mm -hmm. because I, I think about the things I say and. I don't say them unless I mean them. And once he put that game in my ear, though, it, it, it kind of made me start thinking and and gave me perspective to anything that I was doing that could bring down another young black man, mm -hmm. regardless of music, whether I like the music or um, I, I, I agree with it culturally. At the end of the day, there's so many people that want to keep people like us out of the room and they don't they don't want us to have a platform they don't want us to have a road to success uh they don't want us to be getting money and i don't want to be one of those people holding back or you know restricting another young black man's mm -hmm. access to his dreams because why would I, you know? So was it just that you didn't like his music, but you had no personal issue? Yeah, I, I had no personal right. issue. And and I, I had to I had to come to a place where I could really just be putting strictly positive energy into the world, right. regardless of what I think about the music, because I could be a hater about music 100%. <laughs> I always wondered why Yachty, though. Because I'm like, why is Vicky even throwing a shot at Yachty? It just rhymed with Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that don't even, like, that don't even And he was, up. you know, and that made me think about it. I was like, this is not right. You know, it just rhymes with Illuminati. That's the only reason I wrote the, the line. You so, know? so when Jay when Jay told you to take the line about yada, 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 did you say, hey, you wrote Takeover? You wrote Super Ugly, Jay. Hey. But those were personal problems. No, I, I, I just didn't. I just didn't do it. You know, I tried, and I thought about it, and I was like, mm -hmm. I tried to think of something that I could replace it with, and... I wasn't into it, so I hit him up, and I'm like, uh, you know, thank you, man, but um, I'm I'm gonna stick with this line. And then he gave me just that 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 piece of information that made me think. And 
And Coach K is my man. You know, I go back with Coach K. Mm-hmm. Coach K is somebody that showed me love early. It didn't really occur to me. I think that it's easy to get mm, maybe disillusioned in your own bubble and, like, bouncing your ideas off of people that are in your circle and kind of agree with you mm-hmm. uh, and and forget the way that other people may be impacted by your actions. And so when I spoke to Coach K and I'm like, man, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't want to be holding Coach K back or trying to try to take food off his plate. That's my man. And I also don't want to be the guy trying to take food off a, another young brother's plate, right. you know? One story that you told that was very vivid, and it kind of reminds me of a story to tell by Biggie. You had your own story to tell, and that was Homewrecker. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah, I was, inf- was I was a- definitely inspired by a story to tell. It kind of, it was that vibe, even though it was a whole different story, but basically, you know I was going to bring this up. Um, you were cheating, I guess, on your girl, and then your girl came to the door, and you opened the door and let her in, and then all hell broke loose. Yeah, it was a it was a situation that went down in a major way, mm-hmm. and <laughs> honestly, I was I was coming from like a oftentimes coming from a, a pretty hurt place myself, and I was hurting people around me. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, hurt people, hurt people, and that's something that created a lot of a lot of static, a lot of drama in my life, and a lot of guilt also. I really depict the situation on the album cover, which you see me like in the middle of a trashed apartment mm-hmm. with. She, said she was pulling the stove out the wall. Stove came out the wall. Oh, she was, was just writing raps and throwing <laughs> the papers to the side. That's what I thought that was. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, but um, you know, if you kind of look a little bit closer, like the you know the kitchen table is flipped in there, and there's like broken glass on the ground, and I wanted to make it clear that all these papers on the side and everything that I was crumpling up and, and writing, it was kind of like I was I was sitting in the middle of this chaos and, and writing about it. Because even when the situation happened with Homewrecker, she saw the moment at which I realized that I didn't have to get on this flight that was a, that I that I had scheduled because I was supposed to go to New York and do like some TV show with ASAP Rocky or some, and I didn't really want to do it, and I didn't have to get on this flight, and I was so excited, kind of like to write a song about what was going on. <laughs> so it's a moment in time when she just pulled the stove out the wall, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, and then I'm like, I, I'm like te- catching a breath, and I'm like. And it's gonna be a good ass song. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> All right, we got more with Vic Mensa when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. So we have Vic Mensa in the building. Now, Vic Mensa signed to Rock Nation. He's from Chicago. He has a new project out that's dope. Now, Charlemagne, you you really use your music for activism, man, and that's that's dope because that's not a popular thing to do, but. But but why do you choose to do that? I guess I kind of know now because you said you felt like you weren't doing what you were supposed to do with the music. I feel like that we're we're down a, a path of self destruction, like as a culture, very often because we're not as people having knowledge of self. I remember when when I read something that Mos Def said that hip hop is gonna reflect where we are as a people, and when you look at some of the some of the trends in hip hop and it just being kind of empty and you know there's a lot of self medication going on mm-hmm. and we're not getting to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just reflecting where we are as a people because 
we've kind of in certain ways lost like sense of purpose and the knowledge of self like knowing who you are is is so important to knowing where you want to go and where you can go that's what my whole book is about knowledge of self word up so you don't want to drag dj academics around chicago anymore I don't want to drag DJ academics around Chicago. I I I think that what he's kind of come to prominence for is is phony, and I think he's a phony, and he's not even a DJ. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's not really you he's know not a DJ? it's not my mission. Oh, I didn't know that <laughs> it's not my mission to like you know to destroy DJ academics. Um, I, I I don't really think he has a place. In, in the culture past being a parasite, but I, I'm not, like, waking up thinking about him. I don't really give about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, want, I wanted to salute you, too, man, because uh, a, lot, a lot of things you do in the community, you don't promote. Like, when everything was going on with the Dakota Access Pipeline, you was out there. I never saw you post about it. I never saw, saw you say anything about it, but I had people on the ground that was like, yo, Vic Mintz is out here, and I'm like, really? I often feel as if I have, like, a responsibility to, in whatever ways I can lend a hand to the struggle of oppressed people. And the Native American people are the most oppressed group in America and, and frankly, one of the most oppressed groups in the world. And when I got down there to Standard Rock, I'm seeing so many parallels between the black American experience and the Native American experience. And I'm seeing also so many uh, unified movements between our cultures and a lot of the people that I met down there were mixed black and native. And it never really occurred to me kind of before that time how alike we were and how alike our fight was. But I I didn't go down there or go to Flint, Michigan or go to Baton Rouge because I wanted people to know about it, you know, because I was... I mean, know about me. I wanted people to know about the situations and to to give visibility and, like I said, lend a hand in any way that I can. But I, it, it would be disingenuous if I was doing those things for, like, a photo a, op, a photo op yeah, and, like, right, a press you. release. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, how do the cops treat you now in Chicago? I'm sure everybody knows you. And I know you've had some situations. You're on probation now, right? Mm-hmm. But um, how how do you feel about the cops now? How do they treat you now that you're a celebrity in Chicago? Uh, well, you know, cops don't treat me that great. <laughs> <laughs> they never did. But um, like, are they angry because you're speaking out? Yeah, you know, I was doing a lot of Palooza last summer, and I had a song called "16 Shots," mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, real, very vocal about police brutality and and kind of like punching back and fighting back against it and there were cops that were at Lollapalooza that were telling people like don't go to Vic Mensa's set boycott Vic Mensa's set I've had issues trying to film videos in the city and get permits in the city but the end of the day I I'm more so focused on the system than I am focused on every individual police officer because I hate the system that allows these crooked cops to kill us and nobody gets convicted. You can't tell me, you can't tell me not one of these police officers has 
committed a crime. You can't tell me not one of these situations has been a homicide, a first-degree homicide, first-degree murder. When you shoot a kid 16 times and we watch you unload the clip and come over and kick him once it's all finished, that that's not manslaughter. That's, that's a homicide, yeah. man. That's a murder, man. And, and, and they're not being held accountable for what they're doing. So... That that's what I don't respect. It's like it's a system of validation and the code of blue and the wall of blue, whatever they call it, where they gotta protect their own, oh, sounds, yeah. you know, before before viewing us as people. That's what I have a problem with. Right. This is my my final question, man. You and Chance gotta get cool again. We've been talking, man. Y'all have to. One hundred percent. And if if you have a brother, if you've ever had a brother, you know brothers fight, man. Like that happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, especially growing up and everybody is there to watch it. You know, we came up together from being 14 years old mm -hmm. and, you know, recording some of our first records and raps ever and past rap, just, uh, you know, navigating the city of Chicago and, and, and coming into our own as men in, in, a, in, a, in a major way. Brothers like you not posted next to each other. Like brothers we ain't like you supposed not to be. Nah, got, the city needed. The yep. city need. The city need us to be unified, and that's that's the place that I'm at. And black people need y'all to be unified. Y'all two, two can create change together. One hundred percent. And I I feel like social socially conscious, like conscious rap or whatever, is like has grown to be something that's like a you know a label that's not always positive, mm -hmm. but I think that that's something that that we've both kind of that we've both kind of owned both of us separately and specifically have you know just been like yeah we conscious you know right. absolutely <laughs> like we're awake we're not sleep this is sleeping y'all made it cool yeah we're just sleeping man that's it's like you you either woke or you asleep right and I'm woke he woke so we gotta be unified. There you have Word. it. Well, we appreciate Big you joining Mitchell, us. Big Mitchell, man. Whenever you mad at any of these young rappers and you like, rap is so whack and hip-hop is so whack and these kids don't know something, turn on some Vic Mitchell. There you go. The well, autobiography out now. That's right. It's the Breakfast autobiography Club. Autobiography in streets now. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Breakfast Club, good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Oh, I love when legends stop by. Chris oh. Rock. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you. Now, now Mr. Rock, uh, uh, sh should I be interviewing you? Because you're, you're, the, you're the hot one right now. I'm doing okay. No, you're doing real good. God is, God is good. God is good. Yeah. Good. Publishing's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Words are good. Sentences. Yeah. Paragraphs. The book is out. New York Times bestseller. But, you know, you know it's, yeah, we're man. keeping track of stuff like hey, that. Hey, we're all keeping track of stuff like that. <laughs> but Chris it's Rock like, is on the total on. total blackout tour right now, which is I, a huge deal. Oh, before we get to that now, Envy wasn't here last time. Oh, yes, he was. Envy no. was not here he last time. Actually, I'm actually shocked that he stuck around today. He, he went to Africa when Africa you came last time. Y'all had a slight rich people problem with each other. <laughs> Envy, our, our kids uh, play basketball. <laughs> they played against each other. Mm -hmm. Envy was the coach of his Told his basketball team, so I I commend him for that, right? Mm -hmm. So he had one of these these Elijah on Shaq kids <laughs> that was you know like this kid that had like sixty points. They they're killing us. Yeah. They're killing us, and it's like three minutes left in the game. And normally, 
compassionate individuals take the good kid out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he keeps the good kid in. For no reason. For no reason. That is reason. very rude, and that's not nice to Why the other. Why did you do that, Envy? So we played him the day before, right? And the kids went up to Chris Rock and asked for an autograph. No, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, no. This was the day of. Yeah, you no. told us this before it was the day of. There was no day before. You said it was after the game. Yeah, you, 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 you said it was after the day before. No. You like Donald Trump After right the now. game, no, I did not yeah, no, give so anybody no autographs. Alternative so facts. Alternative before, facts. And I was like, all right, we're going to get them the next one. No, no, no. And then, no. We, you know, we blew them out. But that has nothing to do with the young ladies on the team. That's poor sportsmanship. I know. It was like. So you admit you were wrong. You being beige. I was wrong. It was like literally, they beat us by like 40 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, ridiculous. Chris Rock, on your behalf, you could have gave the little girls an autograph. You know what? They deserve to feel bad that day about something. <laughs> they, it's a, it's a life lesson. The sins of the father are passed down to the sons and the daughters. Chris Rock, can listen. Did your daughter still play? I'm like, no. He's mine either. They don't even play basketball. All of that for no reason. You came in here being petty for no damn reason. Yeah. It was a life lesson. It was funny. Oh, my I, I God. Seen, I haven't seen you getting pulled over in that neighborhood that much anymore. Not, not lately. Yeah. But I just stopped taking pictures, honestly. No. I, I get pulled over all the time. I ran out of film. They don't even have film anymore. But I ran out of film. Are they hiring new cops? Why they don't know who you are yet? I don't know, man. And it's not like I change cars or anything. Yeah. They, just, they just like getting me. I mean, one cop pulled me over one time. He goes... Do you live around here? And I'm like, do you live around here? Because <laughs> I don't know no cop can afford, no afford this. Yeah, I get pulled over over there all the time, getting a haircut. Like, all the time. They yeah. find the weirdest reasons. No, if there's an air freshener hanging from your mirror, yep. whatever it is, they pull you over. But in all fairness, you said you call the cops on people all the time. Well, I do if they go to sell coke. Charlamagne had an incident where there was a white guy in his neighborhood that asked him if he sold coke. That was Sunday. So I told Charlamagne. Really? Where the hell you live? In a nice neighborhood. <laughs> this guy looked like Woody Allen. He had really? Me, he had me from Pariquo. I was like, what is that? I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know what it was. I told him he should have called Then he said cops. cocaine. It's a setup. They're trying to get you. Yeah. You wrote a good book. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> this is when they get you. <laughs> You've been infiltrated. There's been one of these one of these people right here is, <laughs> is with the FBI. One of them. I bet I know who it is. <laughs> TJ Envy's with the FBI. He's been infiltrated. They flipped him. Yeah. They, he's going to give them notes tonight about you. Is he working on another book? Is it going to be black in the title this time, too? Oh, my goodness. Now, it's been nine years since your last tour. A lot yes. of material. Like, a crazy amount of material. Sometimes when things happen, do you say... This is unfortunate, but this would be great for my stand-up. Yes, sometimes it happens. I mean, you know, you don't want the world to explode. I don't mm -hmm. want Donald Trump to be president just to help out my act. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but stuff happens. Lots of lots of crazy stuff happened. I got divorced, you know, a lot of, lot of, you know, nonsense. How do right. you know when it's time to go back out? Like... I needed some money, man. It's alimony. <laughs> yeah, 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 we don't believe that. <laughs> uh, you know what? You just want to... I don't know when people talk to you like you ain't funny. That's when it's time to go mm. back out. Somebody give you that look, and you're like, okay, let me let me get out of here. Is there anything off limit that you will not touch? There's nothing off limits that I will not touch. Mm -hmm. There's no. I mean, if it's funny, let's let's do it. Let's mm -hmm. do it. You know. Plus, I was just getting a lot of encouragement. Chappelle right. and Kev Hart. And everybody's like, come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. You know. So. What do you mean when you say people talk to you like you're not funny though? Put this way, you got this book right now, yeah. right? And it's good. You know, I kind of just started it. Don't you see the difference of people, the respect you're getting? Absolutely. 
It's it, weird. So you it's want your weird. respect? <laughs> no, it is yeah, it's it, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like it's like Charlemagne's smart, and I'm like, yes. So what was I before? Right. Now you're like, wait a minute. They were lying the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because you do tweet out a lot. Well, not a lot, but I see you put, I hope they laugh. And I was thinking that's sarcasm, but now I'm thinking, is there something really to that? Like, Hope they laugh for real because sometimes people could fake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you could have a comedy show that ain't even a comedy show. It's like a pep rally. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You think you had a comedy show. So have when you ever bombed at all? No, because... Oh, yeah, man. Recently? In the last- mean, no, no, not recently. Uh-oh. But, yeah. I mean, on the come up, mm-hmm. of course, man. I mean, please. Guys I had to work with, Martin Lawrence and Robin Harris mm-hmm. and said the Entertainers. Legends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you try to follow said the Entertainer in Oakland. Mm. You know, he got an orange suit on and everybody else got on purple suits. <laughs> <laughs> and you coming out in all your yeah. New York black. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. I don't with think no he, big hat. Yeah, with no, yeah, with no Easter <laughs> Sunday hat. I don't think people are fake laugh nowadays, though. I oh, mean, look, Chappelle yeah. just got booed. Not just but, but recently. Well, well Dave will test you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave will definitely test you. I feel like he wasn't it. telling jokes, though. Isn't that what happened? He just came out there. He, he explained it on his new special. He said he was, yeah. he said he was high. Oh, yeah, he, he was, was really high. high. He, he got high. high. Right. Took eight minutes to light a cigarette. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Dave gets into that. People sometimes. were offended by his. I thought, now I was laughing, but sometimes at jokes I laugh. But then I feel like, man, should I have laughed at that? Is that Greatest rape joke of all time. You know, I think that to myself. Dave Chappelle's the best comedian in the world. Mm-hmm. To me. You say that, but it's like y'all neck and neck. That's kind of like Jay-Z and Nas saying who's the better rapper. Or like it's, y'all right there with each other. Okay. Okay. If you say so. I mean, <laughs> for me, I don't, I, I've never been to a Chris Rock show. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the specials. Yeah, I've seen yeah. the special, you know. You know? <laughs> I like y'all for different reasons. Like, Chappelle is like a... He's an observer, but you're like a cultural observer. It's not even like you're telling jokes to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When, when's your show? When's your show coming up? What? We got to do a show. No, never. No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> stand-up comedy? Absolutely not. Because then that's the expectation. Well, maybe not a stand-up funny. comedy show, but like a, you know. Like, like a Mike Tyson one-man like, like special. A, like a one-man special, like a... Rachel Maddow, something. I don't know. Just if you're an executive producer, I'll do I'm it. I'm in. I'm in. We're talking. Chris I'll do it. All right, we got more with Chris Rock. When we come back, we'll talk about his tour and his favorite movie roles. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Chris Rock in the building. Charlemagne? Who is Chris Rock competing against nowadays? I mean, we're all competing against Richard Pryor. We all try and... To get to that, that's my number one. But, you know, Dave a little bit, mm-hmm. Hannibal here, you know, there's some cats out there. I saw Ali, you ever see Ali Wong, little Asian girl? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> there's some cats out there, you know? Put it this way, I don't want to be like some old boxer that's just saying hi from ringside. I want right. to still be, I'm still in the ring. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I want to, you know, be out there with the big Kev. Kev Hart's killing it. I love all those you know? guys, but none of them have a classic stand-up special. You have a classic. Thank you, sir. Bring the Pain is classic. I watched it twice this year. Wow. We actually still use it all the time on the show when we talk about different things. I'm like, let's get that clip from Bring the Pain. We use crack we about things, Right. All the time. <laughs> we use crack ass cracker right now as a drop. <laughs> when we talk about alimony, we use that special. 
I wonder why you came out to touch me, tease me, though, instead of bring the pain by Method Man. Uh, I mean, at the time, touch me, tease me. <laughs> <laughs> that was that hot. That was your joint. Yeah. It's hot. You gotta, and you got to get the girls. You got to get them. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get them. You know, right? That, yeah, 20 years later, you're like, yeah. what is, who's this? <laughs> Case? Who's Case? Who's Case? Ma- wasn't married with Case then? Wasn't Foxy on that, too? Foxy was on that. Like, yep. who's Case? Maria. Who's Foxy, even? I randomly just daughter. saw Case perform in Brooklyn. Now, now why? Why the name Total Blackout? Kind of building on what y'all are doing here. You know, the the Black Lives Matter movement. Just, I don't know, it just felt right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just felt right. Bigger and blacker, you know what I mean? Just, Everything's it's black. A, it's a black time. Gotcha. Now, he said his kids, he's a real dad. Like, every what do you mean day, he's a real dad? No, because a lot of times people say they fathers and they don't take their kids to the games. They don't take their kids to practice. Yeah, so they don't saying, argue with the I coach see, on the other no, team. I see Chris Rock at every game with his, his daughters. Like, he's <laughs> traveling around. He's an Uber driver on the weekends. But I, I would see him every game. You're really stereotyping No, right you don't now. see that too much. Not, not just, especially with people in the entertainment industry. that Yeah, people so are really busy yeah. and not around. But, but people are busy. Absolutely there. And, yeah. I always say, you know what? If I die, when I die at my funeral, if you're talking about my jokes, I have failed as a father. Mm. That's the way I look at it. They should be talking about, like, your life? They should talk about my life and what kind of person I am. When I went to Bernie Mac's funeral, like, comedy was, like, a very small part. Mm. It was just talking, like, this guy's a husband, this guy's a father, this guy's a friend. You know, and, you know, I don't. I hope I, I'm not planning on dying anytime soon. But mm-hmm. by the my, way, I've talked to like three comedians in the past couple of weeks, and all of them have said the exact same thing. If they're talking to me like, if I die, I want you to know. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, why are y'all? Th- why are so many comedians well, talking about death? Um, please, we're all. You know, well, who you been talking to? I talked to Donnell Rollins yesterday. <laughs> Donnell <laughs> called me to go, yo, I just want to tell you, man, if I die, man, you really... Yeah, man, like, we, what? But let's also go Charlie Murphy just Charlie passed. Charlie Murphy and, just and passed. I don't think too many people knew he was sick. I didn't know he was sick. I see him at the barbershop okay. all the time. And yeah. I didn't Charlie Murphy just passed with black men. Yeah, we all Patrice got... Patrice O'Neill passed away. Yeah, Patrice yeah. O'Neill. Oh, years ago. We yeah, got all our fathers die in their 50s, early yeah. 60s. <laughs> so you got to be thinking about it a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, things change. Medicine's better, you know. <laughs> Greens don't kill you like they used to. <laughs> the worst thing about a black funeral is like at the end of the funeral they serve the food that killed the person. <laughs> it's like, like he's, you realize he's dead because of this. <laughs> Why did you stop? Everybody hates Chris. You know what? The kid kind of outgrew it. You know what I mean? You know, Tyler was. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's in high school with with a beard at <laughs> some point. So, you know, it was just time, man. It's it's one of those weird shows too. We were like on a weird network, so people didn't know about the show while it was on. They do the reruns. Yeah, when it, when we got in syndication, it was like, yo, this is amazing. I was like, where were y'all when the show was on? You know, but hey, it's great. It's. A lot of pain I went through just being bused to school and, you know, bullying and all that crap. You know, we know you from the comedy specials, from all the TV shows, but a lot of the kids know you from that show. Oh, yeah. Straight up. They know me from, a lot of kids know me from Everybody Hates Chris and Marty the Zebra from Madagascar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, you're the crack of lacking. <laughs> like, you get mad when they call you that or if they, say, if they see the street going, Pookie! Did that bother you? Yo, man, Pookie, you know. Pookie's a legend. Pookie's a legend, man. I lo- you know how lucky I was to be Pookie? 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm pookie, man. Did you ever have... You know, like, how many rap records I hear cats talking about yeah. the Carter? Right. I yeah. was in the Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I smoked crack in the Carter. You were actually the essential part of the movie. Yeah, man. Like, you... It was the movie... The movie like, you played a, it's essential part in that film. Yeah, man. I look back at all that. I'm like, I'm just... I'm the luckiest guy. I was in New Jack City. I was in Boomerang. Like, like classics, Did man. you ever think about that part? Like, ah, I don't want to play a crackhead. CB4. Uh, just like, I, I want to do it. I lucked up, man. I lucked up. We didn't even know it was going to be what it was. Right. You know what I mean? I remember, like, we did, like, two weeks of rehearsal without Wesley. Mm -hmm. And we had our first table read. Wesley shows up. And when my man started reading his lines, we are like, oh, this is this movie's going to be around forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you knew you were in the presence of greatness, right? right? As soon as he started, as soon as you heard Nino Brown's voice, you're like, okay. It's on. This is it. Forever. Even, yeah. even the term CB4, that's lived forever. Mm -hmm. It's almost yeah. like you predicted where the rap game was going. Like everybody <laughs> pretended for about, everybody was pretending to be gangster for about 15, 20 years. Yeah, man. You know, it's weird. I get offers to, to, for CB4 to tour as a group. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You had Charlie in that movie. Is it true? Charlie's first. Yeah, that's Charlie's first movie. Wow. We had auditions and for, for Gusto. It was like a Gusto day, right? Mm -hmm. So Charlie gets out of his car. He got two henchmen with him. Mm -hmm. He's dressed like Gusto. He got the, the shades he has on in the movies he had on at the audition. Mm -hmm. And he does his audition, and there's a part where you're supposed to pull out a gun. Everybody else just pulls out their fingers and, you know, makes a fake gun. Charlie Murphy pulls out, like, a Glock 9. <laughs> a real gun. <laughs> a real gun. I heard that yeah, 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 like a real gun. And we're like, whoa! Okay, you got the part. Yeah, you can't tell him, though. No. You can't tell him, no, at all. Plus, he was hysterical. Did you know that was Eddie's brother when he walked up? Uh, I knew, but, you know, stuff like that don't always work in your favor. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's not, you know, you end up with a weird expectation. So, but mm -hmm. he wiped it out. We're like, oh, okay. Because you don't want, like, a junior version of Eddie Murphy mm -hmm. in the movie. He's like, he's, you know, he was just Charlie Murphy. You know, he had his, he was his own distinct thing that nobody mm -hmm. sounded like Charlie Murphy. Absolutely. You know? All right, we got more with Chris Rock coming up. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have... Chris Rock in the building. Charlamagne? How, how has Netflix changed the game as far as uh, movies and stand-up? I mean, honestly, Netflix probably got me doing this more than anybody, and it's not just, like, that they're paying me or anything. 50 million. I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, max player. Nah, because you can sit there and watch. You can If you want to really be a student of comedy, you can just sit there I sit down sometimes and watch like twenty specials, Me too. man, or like, yeah. uh, you know, like the 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 first twenty minutes of ten specials mm -hmm. in the afternoon. It's like, oh, this cat's doing something. Ooh, this Jim Jeffries cat. Yeah, stuff this, I would never watch. Exactly. That I would never yeah, yeah, watch, yeah. like country guys yeah. and this woman and oh, like I I found out about Amy Schumer and this one, like mm -hmm. people that I got hip to. That I would never get hip through. She got Just me blocked on Twitter. Yeah, she does. Because <laughs> I actually tweeted that I, I don't understand the same Amy Schumer thing. Hey, man. Yeah. I don't, I'm not blocking. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got no time for blocks. And when does the total blackout tour come to New York? Doesn't come till December, December. in New okay. York. It's all over the country, though. Mm -hmm. And they can get tickets right now at Ticketmaster.com? Ticketmaster.com. Yeah. 
Barclays, Fortnite, Garden mm-hmm. for a few. Yeah, it's it's going down. Then I'm gonna probably film the special in Brooklyn. So yes. yeah. You said anything goes in comedy now. What's the easiest group to offend in 2017? Ah oh, man, you gotta you gotta be careful with your transgenders. You gotta yeah. <laughs> you better word that one right. <laughs> you better take that one to spell check, my friend. <laughs> Dave so, Chappelle did a good job with that on his. Special. I thought he did a really good job. On it. I thought he, I thought he made. I thought, I thought, he what he did was like made. What am I trying to say? see? I'm already you know better, 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 better get this right. I love them. This right. I thought he humanized. Not that anybody's not human, but I thought here's the thing. You should be able, just because he didn't like the person in the joke doesn't mean he didn't like the person because of their sexual preference. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of times we, white people do this too. It's like you deal with a minority and you put them on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's that's almost racist too. It's like, it's nice that you can put somebody just in a normal situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what Dave did in this special. But I don't feel like Louis C.K. tiptoes around that kind of stuff. I feel like he goes right for it. He does not care, no. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. He goes right at it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So why do y'all care? Why do we care? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like we get in more trouble. Is it, yeah, is, is it still that I'm still black thing? Like it can, Maybe it's, yeah, yeah, it seems like we get in more trouble. That's right. what I think. Yeah. You but, don't want to get boycotted and lose opportunities. I don't need and, that. Right. I'm trying to pay alimony. Trying, <laughs> trying to lose opportunity. Yeah, was like, yes, we got a special coming tonight. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got a week. We're doing great. Does that make comedy more fun, or does it make it feel like more work? Yeah, it is. It's fun. It's fun. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm. I got no. I got no anger or nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know, we all we all got we all got bills. Mm-hmm. We all got something. Like you said, and bring the pain. If you're making fifty million and she wants half, no big deal. You still got twenty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I will, you you want to go to dinner? I will pick up the check. <laughs> I'm not going to sit around. Check comes. I go to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> pray for Charlemagne. Hope, hope this bonus came today. <laughs> you've, all, you've always had that hip-hop element to your shows, too. So, like, do you even keep track of what's going on out here now? Like the little Yachty. He was on Ross's album. Oh, yeah, you and Ross. I'm on Ross. I'm on Ross's Ross is an OG, though. You can't count. Ross don't care. Still, still, though. How, how did y'all hook up? You know what really happened? You I, insulted I, him. At the, I insulted him at the beach. You know, it's like one of those things. I was doing an award show, and mm-hmm. I thought I had one Rick Ross joke, and I didn't realize till watching it later that I had four. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Rick Ross, I think, is the first guy I ever, like, apologized to us. Like, I felt like Ross took it too serious, though, man. Come yeah. on, man. You know, plus, here's the weird thing. I love Ross. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love Ross. So it was a couple of times I was like, I want to go to this show or that show. I was like, ah, I better not go. I got beef with Ross. Uh, <laughs> I don't want any problems. I mean, who knows? Because did a whole interview after the BT Awards. He was going in on Chris. I'm like, yeah, plus, on, you know how beef works. It ain't even the guy. It's the eight guys around it's the guy. Gunplay. Gunplay. It's, it's the eight guys around the guy that want to impress the guy. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't need that. If As you Chris said, Rock, I'm a real father. No. I'm with my kids most of the time. <laughs> so I text Ross. I was like, hey, man, whatever, man. I, you know what? I actually apologize. I'm I'm going to say it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, man, I'm man enough to apologize. Oh, joke. And if you need anything, let me know, because everybody needs jokes. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, as a matter of <laughs> and, fact, and, I do. Yeah, and like, couple, he was like, cool. And like, a couple months later, he hit me. 
and I went in the studio and I was scared because, like, remember in Goodfellas? Could have been a setup. Where they told Joe Pesci he was a made man. Yeah, they shot him in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I was in the studio doing stuff. I was like, is it going down? But, uh, no, nah, no, nah, we, we hung out a couple of times since then. It's called cool. I, I, Rick Ross is kind of phenomenal. But you I said he's the best rapper alive. I mean, that day. I just want to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, because I don't, I don't roll posse deep, but uh, yeah, I keep up with everything. I, I, the Migos album is much better than it has a right to be. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> explain. <laughs> I'm just from a, a New York cat <laughs> that listens to rap. Okay. You think when you first hear the Migos, you go, okay, Bad and Bougie's good. I'm sure the rest of this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, then you yeah. listen to the album, you're like, it's got bangers on it, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Three, four, yeah. five, like, it's for real. The Kendrick album is on some equimini like level. Yeah. No, listen. I like, yeah. I like Kendrick a lot, but I ain't. You busy right now, you're doing book tours, okay? <laughs> <laughs> when everything calms down, I want you to really listen to this record. I listen to his album and get, every get day. The, get the liner notes and just like really like yeah. follow mm -hmm. what he's saying. You go like, okay. I'm gonna pay I, more see, I see what's going on here. Top five today, yeah. Mm-hmm. Top five all time? I'm not sure. But tell but us top your top five. five. Today. Tell us your top five. Oh, today. God, it changes Amigos. all the time. <laughs> you got to say Rick Ross. They should. First of all, we should all do top fives without Jay. Okay. It's almost a waste of time. Okay. I agree. And Big and Pac, but top five? Top but five. today of the new artists, not of all time. but Oh, new artists. I love Kendrick. I love ASAP Rocky. Okay. I think ASAP Rocky is the most underrated, taken for granted guy out there. Okay. Um, I love a today, today, today. I mean, today. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, I like that kid. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Precious. Precious. You like Precious? Okay, from Brooklyn, too. Precious from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, where's, where's the follow-up to this? <laughs> he, just put it out. He, just, he just put one out, too. I can't remember the name of it. What about Big Sean or something in your top five today? I like Big Sean a lot. That's actually my favorite rapper at the moment. Really? Big Sean. J. Cole. I would put J. Cole probably at the top mm -hmm. of the of the current rappers. Mm -hmm. You know? Are you a Drake fan? Yeah, I like rapper. I like uh, Zero to 100 Drake. Okay, not the singing. Zero to a hundred Drake is is hot. Right. Like really don't mess with him. Mm -hmm. Don't don't challenge him at all. You know, the other Drake, that round away girl, kinda LL Cool J knockoff Drake, you know. Mm. It's for my daughter. But <laughs> Chris gotta go, guys. Oh, man. Yeah. Go. You no. feel like you gotta be back into the new music, though, because you're like single now, so you're out in the clubs a little bit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm single. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've never I'm, seen Chris Rock in a club. I'm, I'm single. I'm, I just bought a bunch of red sneakers. <laughs> give me, all, jeans, give me all, the, all the red sneakers you got. <laughs> just, just red. <laughs> my goodness. Total blackout. I said the kids are wearing red sneakers, yeah, red no, matter sneakers. What, no matter what. Don't match nothing. <laughs> LiveNation.com. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. And we appreciate you for joining us today. I survived Charlemagne. Yes. <laughs> Come on, man. You're a legend, man. We pay respect to the legend. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Ba baby's a legend.
Depends who you ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Baby's a legend. Yeah. But Come baby on. didn't give me no time. <laughs> baby, baby was too on the defensive. Yeah, he, he didn't give me no time. Not at all. <laughs> all right, it's the Breakfast Club. It's Chris Rock. The Breakfast Club. All right, listen, man, Charlemagne the God here. I'm on vacation until 2018. I don't give a damn what y'all think about that because I deserve it. Now, The Breakfast Club is in 80-plus markets in 150 countries, so we have a lot of new listeners who probably don't even know who Charlemagne the God is. So use my time off to catch up on some of my past work, okay? Okay. If you're new here, I do a segment every day called Donkey of the Day, donkey as in jackass, and that's when I give someone the credit they deserve for being stupid. So if you never heard of it, this is new to you, but if you are a regular listener, then this is an oldie but goodie. Because it's the best of the donkey of the day. Donkey of the day goes to Nicki Minaj. Look, as I've been, I've been telling y'all all morning. What we're not going to do is let anything distract us from the fact that Nicki Minaj got bodied over the Ether instrumental, got hit with another one, and has yet to respond. Now, do I like another one? Remy Ma's second disc? Not really. It's okay. It's really regular in comparison to Sheetha. But if I don't compare it to Sheetha, it's cool. But as a second disc to Nicki, nah. I actually said the exact same thing Mariah said at the beginning of the Another One record after I heard it. Did y'all catch Mariah at the beginning saying this? Yeah. Remy, not another one. Why? Yes, why? See, in the 48 Laws of Power, it says do not go past the mark you aim for in victory. Sheetha was a headshot. Another one is just putting a bullet in a dead body. Another one wasn't necessary, and it wasn't anywhere close to Sheetha level. So it wasn't any real point in dropping it. And I understand all the criticism another one is receiving online. That was trash for me, was trending, but F all that. Okay, I will not let another one distract me from the fact that Remy Ma bodied Nicki Minaj over the Sheetha instrumental, got hit with another one, and has yet to respond. See, the thing is, rappers rap, okay? And Nicki Minaj, you are a rapper. You can post all the pictures you want on Boats with Future, at video shoots with Monica, but let's not forget what got you in those positions in the first place, rap music, okay? You can post all the pictures you want, front row at fashion shows in Paris, at parties with Jordan Dunn, fine ass. But please never forget that you are in that position because you are a rapper. And being that we know you are a rapper, we will not let any of those pictures you post and distract us from the fact that Remy Ma bodied you over the Sheetha instrumental, hit you with another one, and you have yet to respond. This is the first time we've seen Nicki Minaj in this position. Okay, I mean, little Kim hit her with some bars, and she replied to Kim with a few bars, but this is the first time we've seen someone really challenge Nicki actually say, nah, you can't sit on that throne anymore. No, you can't have that crown. Remy Ma said she's the queen of rap. Okay, not the queen of record sales, not the queen of Instagram, not the queen of Twitter. She said, I'm the queen of rap. So, Nikki, if you're really the rapper you claim to be, it's just the rite of passage in this game. You got to show us you can get busy. And this asinine reasoning that Nikki doesn't have to reply because another one isn't as dope as Sheetha, where's the logic in that? Okay, Remy hit Nikki with Sheetha and has hit her again with another one and Nikki still has yet to reply. If you think she shouldn't reply because another one isn't as dope as Sheetha, then you're just looking for an out for Nikki, period. And that's not the way this rap thing works, okay? Nicki Minaj is running the risk of being the first rapper from Queens that I can remember. And if you correct me if I'm wrong, because you're from Queens. She's running the risk to be the first rapper from Queens that backs down from a rap battle. Rappers from Queens, win or lose, have been involved in some of the most epic rap battles in hip-hop history. Nicki Minaj, if you don't reply, you let MC Shan down. Okay? <laughs> you, you let Nas down. You let Prodigy from Mob Deep down. You let 50 Cent down. You let LL Cool J down. You let Ja Rule down. Say what you want about Ja. Even though 50 and G-Unit were all over them, 
Murder Inc. never stopped fighting. Okay? Ever. Nikki got hit twice and has yet to clap back, period. That's not the Queen's way. Okay, you don't want to go down in history as the lone rapper from Queens who got challenged in rap and did nothing, right? Please don't think that you are above replying to Remy Ma, Miss Nicki Minaj. I know that you like to compare yourself to Jay-Z. Uh, you put out an album called The Pink Print, which was a play on Jay-Z's The Blueprint. Do you know what song was featured on The Blueprint? The Takeover. A Jay-Z diss to Nas and Mob Deep. Hove never thought he was too big to clap at people who was getting at him. So why do you? I know you like to use Beyonce as a model as well, and you're thinking to yourself, nobody ever comes at Beyonce. You're probably saying to yourself, only person who came at Beyonce was Carrie Hilson, and look how that turned out for her. Well, Nikki, two things. Remy Ma, not Carrie Hilson, and you, not Beyonce. Or maybe this is your way of saying, you know what? I don't want to rap anymore. I like this pop world. I'm going to do songs with Ariana Grande for the rest of my life and call it a day. Oh, that's what you're going to do. You're going to say F hip-hop and go to Pop Rock Strictly. You want to be Beyonce, so your next album is going to be called Pink Lemonade. Okay, talking about how Meek did you wrong. Is that the plan, Nikki? Huh? Is that the plan? Stop texting the DJs and radio personalities, complaining, okay? We don't have to pick sides. Stop getting upset if we say Remy bided you on Sheetha because she did. That's a fact. Nikki, get out your feelings and get in the studio. You are a rapper, a really dope rapper from Queens, New York. And dope rappers from Queens, New York don't ignore rap challenges. LL Cool J gave it to Cannabis when LL was a superstar already and Cannabis didn't even have an album out. Ja Rule was multi-platinum when 50 Cent was on the mixtape circuit and he had no problem engaging with 50. So you can't stand on the, I'm a huge star, darling. I'm going to ignore Remy Ma. That's not what our culture is about. Artists get in the party and forget what got them in the party in the first place, okay? Everything you are is because of rap music. Without rap music, you don't get the opportunity to even make pop music. Without rap music, you don't get casted for movies and TV shows. And one of the purest essences of rap music is the battle. You was acting like you was ready for war on the Jason Derulo record. Remember this? Okay, this bitch is two years. Now your time's up. Okay. You was acting like you wanted it on the Gucci Man Make Love record. Remember this? I don't see ya. Bitch, I'm the greatest. No Kendrick and no Sia. I'm the iPhone. You the Nokia. Everybody know you jealous, bitch. It's so clear. Tell them bum ass bitches to play they role. She see my sexy ass every time she scroll. I got it in the can. So, your career gon' be with Anna Nicole. See, silly rabbit, to be the queen of rap, you gotta sell records, you gotta get plaques. Nikki, all I'm saying is, if all these bitches is your sons, prove it. All these bitches is my sons. Until you do, I'm not gonna let nothing distract me from the fact that Remy Ma bodied you over the ether instrumental, hit you with another one, and you have yet to respond. Please give Nicki Minaj the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Special guest in the building, Kanan. We here, baby. 56. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good to be here. You know, I listen to y'all religiously, man. Every morning. Thank on you. The way I get up, I'm on the way to the gym. This is what's playing. It's the only time I listen to the radio because the rest of the day I'm on my phone. That's, That's a good flattering. thing. That's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> well, 50 had a, a, a release the other day. I, it's not a single release, but a, I guess a, a show release the other night. And this is the first time I've ever been to a white strip club in New York <laughs> that they turn black. Yeah, yeah, we had I've, to, I've never been we to had a little uh, color to it. Now, mind you, they usually don't let us in. Okay. They then, probably will never let us back in there. 
<laughs> Security came up to me 20 times. I'm like, can you please tell people stop smoking weed? How did you get that, that white strip club? Well, I, you know, I was trying, we was looking for a non-traditional space to create the the, the party environment. And I'm like, they had shown me like some uh, like like lounge, lounge spots. And I was like, nah, this is the better spot for us to go. And then, you know, like because of, of you know, Aces closing in mm -hmm. New York, it was providing all of us, all of these talent. All the women dancing. Available. <laughs> all the women dancing were available. And then you had BET execs in there. Yeah, yeah. They was there because they, they knew that, like, even the, the comedy, the whole concept is to change the, the perception of the network, period, the takeover. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they're going to start to do things and allow us to, to say things content-wise mm -hmm. that, that it wasn't acceptable. Mm -hmm. But on late night, they'll, you know, they'll let those things slide on. So we get a chance to have some fun. It'd be more, as more the kind of comedic energy that you would see online. Mm -hmm. Right. When people have the freedom to actually be, you know, as funny as they can be versus the, the, the censored stuff. This Why? is like something you've wanted to do for a, a while, though, yeah. because you've been doing your own comedy sketches. Since Pimpin' Curly. Yeah. 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 I play, and I made fun of competition mm -hmm. within in our culture with that. Like, I, I go... They they are a little more advanced in it because they've been they honed in on that and been doing that the whole time the cast, like I I've done it at spots at points and the mm -hmm. interest is there because of it and comedy is like a a hidden space mm -hmm. and then when somebody like like I think Tiffany's in a way Tiffany Haddish mm -hmm. what up Tiff yeah when she when she like it, it snaps she'll be seasoned because they didn't see her for a long time while she was that good. Right. Mm, and then she'll be able to do a lot, like mm -hmm. like she put all her hours in, the ten thousand yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing it, you're working, and you be sharp. The time and everything be great, and she could do. She went from uh, was it insecure. Oh no, I said the Carmichael show. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then she went to do um, a special on Showtime. Special yeah, on yeah, Showtime. Yeah. Showtime. Yeah, and then you, you of course, girls, see, trip. Girls, girls trip. Girls trip. Yeah. Number one movie. Yeah. I think Fifth's trying to smash Tiff, man. You've been uh -huh. showing Tiff a lot of love on no, the like, gram I, and everything. I think it's coming next. Look, don't, don't. <laughs> listen. Why do you have to put that? Yeah, out watch there? Solomon. He'll set you up. Watch. I know. Cause I, I know what I heard about what he did to Kev. I heard about it. I heard about this. It's not true. That's not true. Yeah, man. I'm like, what happened? He's like, don't let Charlamagne introduce you to anybody. It'll go on for ten years. It will go on for ten years. He's notorious. He's notorious. You will love her. You will love her, and you know whatever else you have going on in your life. You just have to compromise. You have to work this out. <laughs> now, Fifth, why TV now at this stage in your well, career? I think, well, it, it creating the visibility. Initially, I was looking going, the, 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 it's just opening. Things are opening up so so broad for, as far as content is concerned. Like, mm -hmm. I was able to do, I got two shows on, on Crackle. So it, they're just finishing the production now on, on the Oath. And it's, it's currently filming in Puerto Rico because that, you know, got crazy out there for mm -hmm. the weather and mm -hmm. the fact doing what they're doing there and then um, the Stars Network I put three on, over there mm -hmm. you know, after got, you thug the white man out over there after yeah, you thug yeah, they Stars got, out they got, <laughs> yo, I had to do that though because it was like you know you can see the priorities like the mm -hmm. networks you see those things like for your consideration I don't even know what that is like inside the different publications or on for oh, your consideration you. like mm -hmm. they'll, they'll put this because it's a priority for the network and you haven't seen that but you've seen huge success in numbers. Mm -hmm. So the network is growing at a pace that they're absolutely happy with, as far as stars is concerned. Mm -hmm. and, but Mari Harwick doesn't, is not recognized as somebody who can actually be a leading man for the series, then I've failed the project. Mm 
mm-hmm. in my eyes because I I told him I was gonna do that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like it's that successful now, but he's going. So what happens? Like I make I make them put us in front of foreign press, to so we get like it's like niche mm-hmm. with people that you sit and talk to. Like, I'm like I got to do this. I got to do these things. Like I've been there before on other projects, but not specifically for power. We got to keep going back in front of them until they actually recognize. The project, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's already the, the number two highest rated show on all premium cable, only behind Game of Thrones. And they're spending three times mm. the right. budget to do it. You know, all the effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. You want dragons and <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like, you have to pay for that. And then, but we're doing that with their budget and they know, they understand. So now everything is like, they, totally allowing me to do what I want to do. Is the reason, like, when Star doesn't get behind a show like that, is that the reason we don't see you at the Emmys and the Golden Globes? That's why I don't even appear. Because it's weird watching, like, all these shows that everybody talks about in the culture. Atlanta, Insecure, all this stuff. We talk about power just as much. And you go, where is it? And you go, Mm -hmm. where is it at in the the actual show? I'm not going to make the appearance as rapper 50 Cent. Mm -hmm. When I'm executive producer of the show, this is the second largest in all the premium cable. Like, you go, I'll go, no, I'll come when you're ready. I'll show up and then or we just keep putting hits on the board mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I'm looking going when I tell them turn it, turn it off then they identify with the, the actual content that they haven't produced more of it or a reason for people to stay on the, the actual network mm-hmm. if I say turn it off and, and people agree yeah I only yeah. want it because of that right <laughs> then they go turn it off you're right he said well I'm putting that I'm gonna hear when it's coming back on I'm a, the promotions will start mm-hmm. all right and then they shift because I've given those properties. BMF series is there. Tomorrow, today, there's the things that they, and they fast track all of it. So everything is like, it's moving way faster. When does BMF start? We're getting ready to get to a point where we, uh, they're delivering the pilot and the season arc at the mm-hmm. same time. So we'll be able to go and serve. Now, do, uh, we, do we like Kanan now? They, well, they start to treat me better. The is, older he, people. is he likable? <laughs> is he likable now? On likable? Oh nice, no, I still don't trust him. You don't trust him. Still. I still don't trust him. I would I tell you not to. I would tell you not to trust him. But the, the <laughs> way, the way, the the series. You know, it's interesting because television is brought a, a broader, a older mm-hmm. audience interest because, like, hip hop culture, youth culture. So we know, like, when you're out, it's almost the demo between the guy who just got in and the person who just casually partied. Mm-hmm. But we know who that is. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about, like, the, the mother, auntie, mm-hmm. like, the, this really old, won't be in the actual environment with us partying. Was watching the show, and it's, like, I'm getting different responses from them. You know, it's really interesting. Because, oh, it's an older, definitely. Then they're looking at it going, so you don't tell me now. It's like, I know he was doing the beep-boppity-bop thing with the rap show. <laughs> the bop This is some, this is cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, cause they was already watching Dynasty and all of this other. Dynasty. Yeah, like, the, my grandmother had me watching that. Yeah. Was <laughs> but the power was also bopping that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's yeah. the I want I want to talk about Amari for a second because, like, Amari is, like, a, such a great mm-hmm. actor. But then, I think it's stuff like this that keeps him. <laughs> From like being taken serious, What's that? Man. What's that? You know, the, the brother got contacts oh, with yeah, the Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that. <laughs> you know what this is? And then it's like the videos of him breakdancing all crazy. I don't know if he's drunk or high. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what's up with no, him? No, you know what it is? He be doing character stuff. Mm-hmm. So he'll go and, and create a new version of himself, take the pictures and stuff like that, and then 
and post it and put it out. But I, I don't even know what project that's for. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got more with 50 Cent when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God, we are the Breakfast Club. 50 Cent still in the building. Yee. Now, can we talk about 50 Central? 50 Central is, is, is exciting because it's, it's more like we do different things, sketch comedy, but then there's real like prank type of stuff going on mm-hmm. and we, we do it. But it, it feels like like it, it's natural fun. Like you didn't have mm-hmm. to be someone else while we were doing it. It was, and he was able to do it. It was really funny. Like they, when people see it, they're gonna bug out off of it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it was fun. And it's like, no script. Yeah, it was no oh, fun. No script. No, nah. nah, that's why it made it fun to have. It. When your person has that strong of a personality, too, because you'll listen, like, Charlamagne gotta say stuff to go over people's heads a little bit. Like, I'm Sometimes. like, oh, he slapped him and he didn't notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you heard what he said? Like, real slick, like, bop. And he's like, hey. Casually looking at you like you didn't know I slapped you just now, did you? So why BET of all places? Well, BET is the right place for the show. Because mm-hmm. like, they, they were open to it and they were like, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. like type of thing. So I, I even changed the like, premiering the, like, the music videos under every episode. So I, like after it premieres, it goes into, it gets all BET jams. So you wanted to premiere there, because right. that many eyeballs is watching. Right. But to go into BT jams and then it's just giving us more influence in ways that we can actually. That is the the music business portion of me saying this mm-hmm. would be the best place for you to launch mm-hmm. and to put it there because it'll get this amount of spins on right. and, and the first one is tonight, too. Uncle Murder. This kind yeah. of Uncle Murder's tonight. This is yeah. the first time you and Irv been under like the same umbrella with something right, right. too, right? You know, they'll be gone. <laughs> they won't be there long. You know, I like, like tails, I full man. on intentions. Listen, I have full on intentions of removing that. You There's you, some adjustments you to you be made. You don't like tails? Tails is a good show, man. Yeah, look, look. Fifth is crazy. Cool man. idea, not well executed. <laughs> so you watched? You watched uh, it? Yeah, I, of course I watch. I watch everything with just someone's involved. I don't like. So look. <laughs> This look, <laughs> I'm going to be all the way real with you because I know you're going to know if I'm fronting. Right. Y'all know me enough. So look, look I'm looking. That That's going to go. It's going to be gone. It's going to go. I right. thought I was petty. He's the pettiest. If he don't like if, it, he don't like if, it. If, if it was good, if you thought it was good, would you say it? Even with the fact you don't like it? Well, her? you know, if, look, if there was, I thought conceptually that there's been music written that could actually be good films mm-hmm. or, or, or montage. Like Nas as a gun mm. would be a dope montage. Mm-hmm. So that like the way I could run the parallel and show you how that could have been good is because the uh, overall idea was good. Right. It just wasn't done right. Are you gonna be in the BMF series too? Are you? If I did, I would play something small, something small in it because I want it to be. I want you to look at that and feel like you're watching the experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's the point where the the facts are stranger than fiction, and that's and that story. Like where you don't have to add the creative stuff; you just have to really put it together well. Like the Tupac movie, I was disappointed in it because of who we Tupac saw. is to our culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, you can't redo it now. How like that was organically what was, should have been a success, following straight out of Compton, and I feel like they just let anybody build the project instead of the people like. But me, they gave me the things that I needed to make Get Rich or Die try and work for that time period anyway. Like, I had Jim Sheridan from Dublin. I had uh, Terry Winters, who went on to write The Sopranos and to Wolf on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Like, Quincy Jones did the score. 
Like it was usual suspects for hit, real quality people involved in the project. And then they did Tupac and it was like, who did that? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, they say Pac had a budget of 40, 50 million. I, I'm like, where? I thought they spent a lot of it on music licensing though. Cause they use the actual spent songs. that much, come on. I gotta <laughs> give them know. new records for that money. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, so what did they do? I don't, uh. They had their hookah in the, in the, in the joint. They didn't have no hookah in I there. I had a hookah in it. And they had a Ciroc bottle. I said, Puffy did this. <laughs> like, what? Puffy had something to do with this. <laughs> I think Pac's character's too big to do a film on. Yeah, well, it's, he had events that happened that people know about, but there's so much stuff that you didn't know that you could have put in between it to make it interesting to... The, look, for the youth now, like, when you, when you ask Yachty and them to say the Biggie verse, stuff mm-hmm. like that, they're like, you can't see it because over that time, like, I'm near Biggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of the age, the age yeah, bracket, yeah, like, I'm yeah. that guy for them. So they looking going, what is that other stuff? Like, big is that to me? You know what I mean? In that time period ahead of that. So you look and you go, when they don't understand it, you're going, yo, I'm like, nah, he don't he don't know that. They, they're young. Like, Chief Keith, when he first came... They thought Chief Keef was retarded. Mm-hmm. He was like, because, no, he knows Chicago. He know what he needs, a survival kit. Mm-hmm. He know that. So he looking at you like, and if you make him for a minute think that you think he's slow, he going to do something to you. Because mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't know better. He's looking, I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I just loved it because it was just rough around the edges for real. Like, you look at it and say, look at this one. I got a chance to touch these early. I touched Chief Keef early, hung out with him. I got um, YG. Mm-hmm. His first song, to the, the to the record we worked on, to the up, um, and lovers was was uh, saw the, the uh, top girl, the scissor, scissor. Mm-hmm. Like we were, we had the, I did a song four years ago, like you know what I mean. Like I heard the record now, the stuff that she's doing now, like I t- I told Ty, I was like I told you. Mm-hmm. I-, I hear what you're saying about the street dudes, but y'all was street dudes too, yeah. and you you can hold the conversation. You, know, you had a level of intellect that these guys just don't possess. And you know, it's, like, it was in the beginning, like like now, like I I ran into him. I went. I did something with Gucci. We went to uh, I go to Coachella with, mm-hmm. with Gucci. Chief keeps it there, mm-hmm. and he called me. Go, yo. Uh, he said, yo, my my bad. Like you know, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? He's saying I was I was a baby. I was so young that I didn't know what was going because he didn't show up to his own video. Right, I remember. Mm-hmm. We was in the desert. Mm-hmm. With like buggies and all this other, he was like, "I'm like, where you at? Me, Wiz Khalifa? <laughs> no, no Chief Key. And I'm like, wait, he don't know that he, at the time they wasn't gonna spend the money again mm-hmm. to reshoot the, you know, to shoot the video. And I'm like, like I called him ahead of time, told him get on the plane, get on the plane, get on the plane. And they was like, could they send a jet? I was like, no, no, it's not the jet <laughs> thing. You have to get on the plane. You understand? <laughs> like they, it's, it's like. You put out Wankster, this is your in the club record, and you're not showing up to the video. You see what I'm saying? Like, and and it was it was ill experience. But I never held it against him because I knew he didn't understand what was going on at the time. So when he said it to me, like, on his own time, I know he's in a different place. You know, because I haven't been that hot again though. That impression is it's tough to have a second, but we don't have a second chance of the first impression. Mm-hmm. And his his first one was that was it. A slap. Like you're gonna see a lot of people in our culture come with one joint and then not be able to deliver the next the follow-up pieces. Like what was the the we were just talking about um really good records that came out of New York for like the was it the, the kid can't you can't hear what he's saying? It's gonna sound like future. 
Oh, designer. 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 That huge record, number right. one record. Mm -hmm. Then um Young MA. Young MA. Mm -hmm. Huge record. And then we like we're waiting for the next piece for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like and then because they're already a star in perception. So you're gonna get different music out of them because if they wrote the music in the, the early time frame, their thought process, everything would be different. More freer. They, they have everything in place already, but they're going to be a different person. Like That's like getting a record out of Cardi B right now versus what she would write to you prior to that. Well, I told Cardi, don't be a slave to the hit because yeah. you know, she keeps thinking, now in her mind, like I got to do another more that yellow. Yeah, she got to beat that. Look at the difference in her socially. Mm -hmm. It's like you popping. Like every, The girls that are in the strip club right now want to be Cardi. Absolutely. You just went from being one of the people in the population to being the one they want to be like. All right, we got more with 50 Cent when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. 50 Cent's in the building. Yee. I love advice from 50 Cent, so let's get some advice from you about other people that are having uh -oh. some issues. Okay. All right. Usher. Uh -huh. Now, what advice would you give? <laughs> what advice no. would you give Usher? Change out, change this is out. Good one. This is gonna be a good one. Listen, listen. I would tell Usher to be active. Do not go in the house because it's uncomfortable. The things that the public is saying, right? And and be visible. Like if I would be popping up everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like herpes. Like Jonathan. Just pop up. Just pop up. The reason why I would do that is because it would remind people who he is. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, and why? Because what happens if, if when we just hear stuff, if you go, if you go away, if you tuck away, it becomes real to we us. Assume because it's true. we don't yeah. know. We don't know. We go and look and go. All you see is the picture and the big girl, and you go, "Why that? Like, why was you doing that? Like, what, mm -hmm. now it makes anything else that you do possible because of that." You go, right. "I didn't think he would be doing that," and then you say, "Damn, so all of this shit must be in what?" And that was a guy saying. A guy just came out and said he gave her beer. He said they had sex twice in Koreatown, but. He said what? <laughs> now, but we don't know that any of this is true. Lord. They said there was a Korean town and they had sex. And now the guy but, has now, heard a piece of legend. Do you address the actual allegations? Like, do you come out and say... Yeah, do you make a statement if you are? I, do you write a song? Like, what? I, I think he needs to be out. I think he needs to be out in public. Like, I don't think you run away from that. When it happens. Mm -hmm. He's been out. He's been out. That's intense. <laughs> They've said some things about me. They have never said that, Charlie. <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared for this. Look, you gotta wait till I grow up. <laughs> you can't put me. I can't. I can't face things like this. Like, you know, you can't give me this. This is intense. What about Kevin Hart? What advice would you give Kevin Hart? A fellow right cancer, now? Kevin Hart. Oh, you know, Kevin's a lover. He's a cancer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know what what happened in this particular situation. But it feels scandalous. They lined him up. <laughs> it feels scandalous. They lined you know, up. for some reason, it feels like if uh, even after all of this time, then we should be good enough to not have this happen mm -hmm. over this time, right? Mm -hmm. So when when that, I go, what? Why did that happen? And then Charlemagne end up in the middle of it. I go, no, we're no, not about that Kevin. Kevin. We're talking about Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm getting on. We're going to get to that, Kevin. Not, Kevin. not, not Wendy's, Kevin. Not Kevin. the one, not the one Charlie <laughs> lined up. Oh, Lord, good luck. <laughs> I'm like this. Jesus. There's a whole lot going on out here. There's a lot, of, a lot of things happening. That's crazy. Look, look, when... <laughs> man, it, it depends on who the, the, the what's his name was, because he come from, like, Wendy's, the, that's a strong background to come out of. Mm -hmm. He come from over there. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? It is. And this is just not, you're not responsible for that. If, you, if, if people met each other around it, it's not really, like, that's like, if the, if your girl talks to a guy that that, that you knew, mm-hmm. from, and you're like, yo, but I, no, she did that. Because mm-hmm. her loyalty is within your, your bond between the two of y'all. It's not that, I would never, like, if the guy comes around, I expect them to see what I saw, mm-hmm. to be attracted to what I was attracted to. Like, you're going to notice that she's, she's an attractive woman. So, it's on her to, not do those things or you know for the relationship to sustain the relationship other than that I look and go I mean it wouldn't be comfortable to have like so so you introduced her now you'd be like so so what did you say so did you wait did you hook this up or did you did you did you say hi I'm taking a knee on this whole situation 50's been honest with us did you hook that situation up I really don't remember to be honest with you it was 10 years ago this is valid this is valid to not remember 10 years ago I know the girl that's my home girl she was my home girl I haven't talked to her in years she was always around so I don't Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but then how much of her personal business we should be discussing with her? Exactly. I mean, a man friend that is not, you know, mm-hmm. intimacy like that. You know, like, you think you know, Angela, you don't know. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. She's like, dear, but that's what you think. Now, what about you musically? What are you doing musically? I work on new new stuff. I, what I did was I had wrote what, what I felt like was the right content for the record. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want my music to play in the nightclub mm-hmm. next to trap music. I want my music to play some cuts on the album to play like it, you feel like traditional 50 Cent, but this is hot. Right. Like just new music that really you feel good about what it is. When when you deliver the Fetty Wap record to mm-hmm. me, like I just seen him. We was just in Lust together. Mm-hmm. Like, like that record was far from the other Fetty Wap records right. that I heard. And I was like, that's dope. Because mm-hmm. it, it felt like almost fist pumping music to the point that it's, I've been in situations like where you're in Vegas and it's 18,000 people in a party mm-hmm. and that song is going to be playing. Right. But that's why I it, did it. It plays in the set. Right. It belongs there. So music is still number one to you as still, far as passion? It feels like magic. Because when you condition for it, it's not like a long process. Like, like go shorty, it's your birthday. It's not rocket science. Like it, <laughs> It's real quick. It's like it's just what you felt when the music came mm-hmm. on. I bet you if you ask Cardi if it feels like magic now, she said yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're going, if you've done it several times, like recorded several mm-hmm. records, when she's saying I made three mixtapes, it sounds like a lot. You know how many songs that we had to make before you could even get a deal? Well, I think her new, I think the debut album feel like work to her right now because they on her yeah, like, about yeah, making a certain type of record. Yeah, now once you got it, she, she already, it's an interesting, I want the lyrics to the next song. It's gonna be interesting what is being said, because she's she's transitioned from Cardi to, to join us in the club, just doing what she's doing, and forget the love and hip hop piece, because it's still to join us in the club, because the only money that's coming is the club visit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So from that piece to even the the, the presence, the appearance, mm-hmm. when you see her, you go, oh look, she glowed up, and you because mm-hmm. we got old Nicki kind of stuff. Like Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. that was the outfit that Nicki didn't wear yet. <laughs> so crazy. Very similar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stuff. I'm going. Oh, whoa! What is this? Is this okay? <laughs> Wait, somebody find out how Nicki feels about this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. this is like wow. Okay. You know, what I mean? and it's it's cool. It, but everything 
because I told you they do not care mm-hmm. about what you was doing prior to it working in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is it, it means nothing as long as she can come with the next one. Mm-hmm. That's it. She's in. Well, tonight, 50 Central, BET, 1030. Yes, Make sure you watch it again, 50 Central on BET. What episode of Charlamagne on? You on this one or you not on this one? I don't know. I'm going to be watching those 24 of them. I'll be tuned in all of them. All right. 24 episodes. That's right. Well, we That's appreciate you. We appreciate, appreciate you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.